<sighs> okay. You know, the the other day, I I think it was on Sunday night. Um, I just watched uh, Raising Arizona, and I was, like, in bed writing my notes, and I was just trying to, like, you know, think of stuff to talk about. And so, like, that was kind of, like, the last thing I was thinking about before bed. And then I had a dream where we were recording one day, and um, my computer shut off, you know, <laughs> as it's notorious <laughs> for doing. Yeah. <laughs> And then, and we were like 30 minutes in and I was so pissed off. And then like, I got back on the call with you and then we were talking about it and we're like, oh yeah, it doesn't even matter because like, we forgot to hit record in the beginning anyways. So like, <laughs> lost cause. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be dreaming about this as a problem. So. Uh, stress dreaming about this. <laughs> I just fucking hope it wasn't like a a premonition that it's going to happen. My God. Yeah. We don't need any more bad things to happen, honestly. No more delays in recording. Because. For real. Yeah. I am. I know. You've been dying. I know you've been dying (laughs) to hear about it. So, of the two cars between me and Anna, my car is the good car. So my cart is kind of already a piece of shit with a lot of problems, but it's the good one. It's the one that runs the best. So she's been using it to commute to work because the weather's been like negative 20, 30 wind chill. So her car doesn't even get enough heat really to like keep the windshield clear enough to get all the way to work and back. Mm -hmm. So she was taking mine and she was on her way back home yesterday before we were going to record and... Um, the car sounded like it blew a tire and she pulled over onto the side of the expressway, like still 25 minutes from home and, uh, couldn't see a busted tire or anything, looked under the hood, didn't really, couldn't tell what was up, tried to go and the car started shaking violently and wouldn't accelerate. So I was like, yeah, definitely you can't take it anywhere. So... Uh, I had to drive out there and get a tow truck to to come and get it. And so I'm out there waiting. And I had texted you while I was driving to the to, to go rescue her. So safe, nice. Yeah. yeah so uh, I was like, yeah, I know I'm not gonna make it back in time to to do this at this rate. So I'm driving out there. I get there, call AAA, get the tow truck situation figured out, and they estimate a pickup time that's like three hours from the time that I'm sitting there. Holy shit. (laughs) I know. Whoa. And so I was like, oh, okay. And then I get a call from AAA saying like they're really backed up right now because it's so cold. They're having to probably like tow and jumpstart a lot of cars. Like, I don't know. A lot of cars are having trouble. So they're really, Mm -hmm. really busy and they wouldn't be able to pick it up until later. So just to leave the key under the mat and somebody would pick it up and take it from there, which is not unheard of here because people are a lot less likely to steal cars here. I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> I know. I've, yeah, it's it's weirded me out since moving here. Like, people leave their doors unlocked and shit. Ugh, yeah. I don't. I don't get I it. I don't get it. But uh, we leave the key under the mat and we start heading home and I get a call from the tow truck company and the guy 
I, he asks me, like, are you, like, waiting at the car? And I was like, no, I was told to, like, leave and leave the key under the mat, like, by you guys. And he's like, okay, yeah, that's fine. And he's like, just letting you know that we might not have the truck there until, like, we, we're going to keep it at the shop tonight and we might not have it there till like, tomorrow morning sometime. And I was like, okay, um, that's fine. Like, do you have, like, a rough estimate? He's like, I don't know. And if the weather's anything like it is today, then it might not even be tomorrow that we get it there. And I was like, hmm. okay, like, great. And he's like, well, sorry. And I was like, don't be. <laughs> like, you're not. <laughs> just yeah. shut up, dude. <laughs> and so, like, I'm like, just just do your fucking job, basically. And uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, we go home, whatever. Uh, and I just leave it up to fate to take care of it. I had already called the shop that I always go to telling them that the car was going to show up after hours and whatever. And... So, like, at noon, the guy that towed my car yesterday calls me, and he's like, I towed your car to the shop last night. I got it there at, like, 9 p.m. I uh, just wanted to let you know that I did that. And I was like, okay, cool, thanks. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't understand what you want me to say to that. Like, don't be a dick and tell me that you're not going to get it there till tomorrow or the next day and then still get it there the night of and expect me to be super grateful because you were a huge asshole to me. And I don't know. It just didn't make any sense. I don't know why he called me to tell no. me that. I don't fucking get it. And if anything, he should have called you at 9 p.m. at night and left you a message saying, like, hey, just so you know, your car's dropped off. Like, why did he wait to tell you later like so much later when it's like obviously you know at that point (laughs) i know i was like yeah i know because the shop called me this morning to tell me the car was there like i i know it got there but i think he just wanted me to like thank him for it honestly and that was really fucking dumb but then on top of all of this we're having rolling blackouts because of the weather And, like, the extreme cold is, you know, eating up power consumption, so they're telling everybody to reduce their power and expect a blackout at any time, so. (laughs) What a shit storm to the start of the week. (laughs) I know. I know. And Anna didn't even go to work today because we know that if she got her car to her job, she wouldn't have been able to start it and get it home. There was just no way. Yeah. It's way too cold today, so... Jesus Christ, what is up with you in cars? Why do you always have the worst fucking luck with cars? I don't fucking know why I do. Um, I was going to tell you the reason why I was going to be late to Monday's yes. recording session. It's it's um a little less intense. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Anna, my friend... And I, because your girlfriend's name is Anna, and I have a, a friend here named Anna, and I feel like yeah, it, gets it could confused. get confusing. Yes, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yes, and so I always go to the gym with her. Um, and so her gym is like it's pretty big. It has like um group sessions. It has weight room. It has like aerobics. You know, all all the stuff. And um, so normally we go right before um. You know, we do our recording sessions on Monday. And so we were kind of in the group workout room working, just doing some like body weight stuff because uh, there was no class in there at the time and it was just open space. And so we're kind of like finishing up like on our last like 
five minutes of workouts and then um, employees of the gym start coming around and like telling people to clear out of the room because there is going to be a class. And we're like, okay, yeah, 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 we'll, we'll hurry up. And then apparently it turned, they, the gym employees came back around and said like, Hey, so no one's signed up for this class and it's, um, it's the instructor's first day on the job, first time teaching this class. And so like, we're letting people join the class for free just to like encourage, you know, just to give her like a, a warm welcome and to make her feel like, you know, her, her what she's doing matters. Mm-hmm. And, and so Anna and I were like, okay, yeah, we'll think about it. And then we saw that guy like going around and like trying to recruit people like everywhere and like everyone was like passing up on it. And so Anna and I were like, okay, we'll do the class. And so it turns out (laughs) the class was a Zumba class to (laughs) Latin dance music. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And um, it was the instructor. And I'm pretty sure her mom came and did the class. And then it was just me and Anna. (laughs) And, (laughs) And so... All eyes were on us, and we've obviously never done a Zumba class before, and it was just 30 minutes of straight embarrassment. Like, I have never felt more of a white girl without rhythm (laughs) trying to keep up with this girl's moves and just, like, looking like the wacky inflatable arm man. (laughs) Oh my god, it was just, it was so rough, but like, oh my god, I mean, the instructor, she was super nice and like encouraging, and she was like so thankful that we did the class, and you can tell that she was, she at least got some entertainment out of hosting the class, because her mask kept like falling off, and you could see her laughing at us. Oh my god, it was it was fucking hilarious. But yeah, so I got to do some some Zumba. <laughs> and um yeah, made her made her feel feel good and now she's like expecting us to go to more classes and and I was like, ooh, was hoping this was a one-time thing, but I guess we'll see. But You're going to yeah, have to so... tell another friend, and then they can tell another friend, and they can tell another friend, and you can fill the class for her. The thing is, though, the one friend I have here already participated in the class. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my reach is limited. True. Oh, yeah, so that was my excuse, which was nothing (laughs) compared to what you were going through. But, hey, at least we're here today making it happen. Yeah. Are we ready to to dive into our bullshit? No, we want to introduce ourselves first. Yes. All right, so I'm Jessie. And I'm Erin, and we're the Cage Queens. (laughs) I did a silent woo. (laughs) I, I I saw it. I know you saw it and you felt it. That's all that matters. <laughs> yes, I know. I feel like we're always so 
like staged when we do our entrance and we just have that like hype to live up to but then once we get through that we're ready to 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 dish as we normally do mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure i edited out my woo in the last podcast anyways <laughs> i don't know if you listen to it yet but i'm i think i edited it yep, out so. i have all right so this week we are talking about the film Raising Arizona. Did you catch what year it was released? Yeah, it was 87. Um, so, okay. yeah, the year after the last one. Uh, not too much time passed, I'm sure, between the films. Uh, our boy Nick is the main character in this one. He's uh, an ex-con. Well, starts out as a con and later is an ex-con. Uh and his name is H.I. McDonough, but they call him High, which I thought was was kind of adorable, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But I guess that maybe that's not the vibe we were going for. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he falls in love with the what intake officer, Edwina, who works at the mm-hmm. jail, uh, who takes the pictures and does the fingerprinting uh, over the series of... Uh, arrests he has because he's always robbing the same convenience store <laughs> and going to, to jail over it. Um, but uh, they fall in love and get married and he quits doing crime and they live in a trailer out in the middle of nowhere and they decide they want to have a baby but turns out that Edwina's barren and uh, can't have babies. But the doctor explained that her insides were a rocky place where my seed could find no purchase. Uh, they try to go, you know, the financial route, but they can't afford to do fertility treatments or adopt. So they do the next best thing, which is to steal a baby. <laughs> <laughs> the logical solution. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they there's this kind of like famous, I guess, local salesman in town. And he ended up having, was it? Quadruplets? Quintuplets. Five of them? Quintuplets. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Quads oh, I gotta process. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I was like, wait, what did I say that was wrong? Okay, I see it's the quad. <laughs> okay, yeah, they had quintuplets. And um, so, you know, the, the couple's thinking was um, that, well, we can't have any children, and now these people are blessed with too many children that they mm-hmm. can't handle, like, not going to hurt them if we just take one off their hands. And so they kind of implement that idea. And that's kind of the basis for the film. Yeah. Uh, the kids, um, their names, uh, Harry, Larry, Barry, Gary, and Nathan Jr. <laughs> I thought that was uh, pretty, pretty funny because, of course, they take Nathan Jr., um, yes. who's named after the salesman, Nathan Arizona. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, did you, mm, I was going to talk about his teeth, but maybe, cause that's like <laughs> one of my, it's a, it's a note pretty close I after <laughs> I start going into his teeth again. Talk about his teeth. Let's okay. I can't help it. I got I just have been noticing. I don't know if you noticed mm-hmm. cause we know that he wore the false teeth in the mm-hmm. last movie. Um, but we also know that he was missing those two teeth that were, like, way over here. Um, but the ones that are in place, I couldn't tell if they were real. They looked fake to me. Like, he had a full set. 
but they looked fake. And I don't know if that's just me. So I wasn't looking at his side teeth because I was mostly looking at his front teeth Mm -hmm. because I've noticed before that, you know, there's like a gap in between them. They're kind of like slanted and whatever. And that's how I've been gauging whether or not I know if his teeth are fixed or not. So I was focusing on those ones and those ones look the same, but I didn't see his like past the canine teeth to tell if those ones were fully grown in or if they were just artificial they were full teeth, uh, but, like, they were the same, like, I mean, they, I don't know. I was gonna say, they, they looked, like, they looked, like, the same color, but they just looked a little too far, like, out and too perfect. Which, I mean, maybe mm-hmm. it's because they were new. Uh, but if they were new teeth, you think they'd be, like, lighter colored than his natural teeth. Right. And also, at the same time... I feel like for this role, there would be no reason for him to have fake teeth. That's at true. Least because That's true. because he was playing a a good old boy. <laughs> yeah, maybe they are his real teeth. Then I mean, mm-hmm. that's a good point. Yeah, why would he have fake teeth if he's mm-hmm. playing the character that he's playing? Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I thought so. Overall. This movie, because we talked about in the last episode how this was directed by the Coen brothers Mm -hmm. and how some of their famous pieces were like Fargo and The Big Lebowski. And you can tell like in those films that there's always like a characteristic of like awkward funniness. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that was kind of like weaved in throughout this movie like it was it was a good movie but there was always an element of like well that's just silly (laughs) yeah it gave me like uh i wrote big big lebowski vibes in my notes Mm, uh definitely yeah i mean i don't know if that has to do with like john goodman because his characters you know yells a lot and yeah is very influential um which in this movie, I really didn't like his character. I do like his character in The Big Lebowski, for the most part. Mm-hmm. But I really just didn't like him in this character, or in this movie. Yes. Yeah, so in this movie, he kind of plays, like, this con that kind of meets High um, in the system. And eventually, he and, I think it's his brother, break out of jail and kind of escape and then they find high and they kind of live with him for a second and kind of plan what their next crime is going to be and and so he was just kind of like a I don't know his character was like just kind of a bum and just yelled a lot and he did yell um, a lot he yelled a lot like that was probably my biggest 40 percent of his (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it was for example, they were escaping out of the, oh the prison. Uh-huh. They kind of, um, you know, they dug a hole and then they came out into the yard or whatever. And the entire time that they were like emerging out of the hole, they were screaming. And so they must have been screaming for a straight like two to three minutes. Like it was excessive. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if that was supposed to be funny. <laughs> I think it was. But I didn't, yeah. I figured you and I would not find it funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, Gail and Evel, 
they show up at the trailer, like you said, um, unannounced, of course, and basically kind of talk Nick into or high and get it to getting back into crime to support you know the family and the baby that they had just stolen that uh gail and uh evel don't know was stolen yet and so gail keeps stirring the pot basically saying like your wife seems awful controlling and uh you know you should be able to do what you want and hang out with us and do crimes and support your baby and whatever um you know be yourself Got you on an awful short leash, don't she, H.I.? But he blames a lot on the wife, and uh, Hyde decides that he needs... No, he doesn't... That's not when he decides to to commit a crime yet. It was after... Oh, it was because he didn't want to go to um, that get-together that his own boss invited him to. He was going to mm-hmm. bail on it. But, of course, uh, Ed makes him go, and they go to this... to their house, and... It's it's a supervisor, which took me a while. His name was Glenn. Um, don't know the wife's name, but they have five kids that all seem like pieces of shit. And the whole time... Um, He's, like, trying to bro out with Nick, yeah. but, like, Nick's just not interested. He's just not interested. And then also at the same time, um, things are amping up for Ed because Glenn's wife is asking all about, like all the shots and all the expenses and, you know, things that go along with the baby um, that Ed and Hi obviously haven't planned for because babies are expensive and, you know, you got to pay for all the health bills and, you know, everything else that goes with a baby. But uh, Hi ends up flipping shit on Glenn, uh, breaks his nose. Uh, I think that was when Glenn offered to swing with them. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yep. Yep. So it was kind of a build up to, you know, Nick was getting overwhelmed with kids. He's getting sick of Mm -hmm. Glenn. And then Glenn's starting to suggest that, you know, they switch wives for a night. Mm -hmm. And then Nick's like, all right. And then he just like pops someone in his face and Glenn gets very frightened of the powerful Nick and (laughs) pretty much just like, does he fire him? I don't think he actually fires him, but they assume that he is fired and has lost his job because he did punch his boss in the face and break his nose. Right. Whatever. Yeah. Because that was the conversation on the way home, which brought them to the short stop convenience store where Nick goes to get diapers and um, grabs pantyhose and puts them over his head and robs the <laughs> the clerk right there. I'll be taking these huggies and uh, whatever cash you got. And uh, yep. And Ed drives off and then the chase scene, like a very long and iconic chase scene ensues. Yes. Like, it's like six minutes, I think, of chase scene. Um, it was pretty funny, though. I mean, all the the running and hilarity and he keeps dropping diapers and getting more diapers from other places and Mm -hmm. losing them (laughs) yes yeah i felt like that chase scene was like iconic coen brothers like that kind of like was probably the i don't know i feel like if anything was famous about that movie it was probably that chase scene Mm -hmm. just because of how elaborate it was (laughs) oh yeah definitely um but my favorite part uh, is 
right after that when Ed does go back for him and picks him up. Um, and he's giving her directions, and they're arguing at yes. the same time. I never postured myself as a three-piece suit type. Turn right, honey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's giving yeah. her directions to go back and pick up the diapers that he left in the middle of the street. <laughs> I know. I love that because I was thinking, like, why is he, what is he giving her directions for? Like, <laughs> is, is, are they trying to find their way back home? But nope, it's to pick up the diapers in the street that he dropped mm-hmm. during his his chase with the cops. So yeah, that was Yeah, and I'm pretty, pretty sure those diapers had at least one bullet in them. Yeah. <laughs> Son, you got a panty on your head. I guess what made it so long were just like the segments that like I don't know, didn't really warrant much detail. So like for example, when Nick was trying to take Nathan Jr. from the um Arizona's the 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 businessman's mm-hmm. um, house and how there's this just this long scene of him trying to grab a baby and then the other babies just kept like getting into trouble and he he was trying to like put them in their place so that they wouldn't cry and so like there was just like scenes like that that just like went on for a long time but don't have really much significance towards the essence of the I guess. I don't know, the entirety of the plot. Um, One thing I didn't even understand about that scene was why was he, like, he was taking each one out. Like, that's just Mm -hmm. a dumb idea. I don't know why he was, I mean, if he was picking each one up to see which one he wanted, why wouldn't he put them just right back in the crib? Exactly. I know. It seems like he was creating the problem there. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah. Um, We find out that the H and HI stands for Herbert when he yes. when he signs a long letter saying that um, he's going to go off to, you know, go do crime on his own because he doesn't deserve Ed and Nathan Jr. and whatever. So, yeah, find out his name's Herbert. Um, John Goodman's character and his brother um, kind of convinced him to get in on this big... Um, the bank robbery or something. And so then Hi was like, okay, well, I'm going to go off and do this. I'll send you money. I'm sorry that I can't be a good father figure. And then after that, oh. something happens where the boss comes and the boss. That's right. Uh, Glenn, um, he's all pissed off, you know, because his nose is broken and whatever. And he mm-hmm. pretty much says like, oh, I know that baby isn't yours. Yep. I know that you stole that. And then, you know, the um, John Goodman's character and his brother are inside and they hear all that shit. And mm-hmm. there is a bounty for, you know, finding this baby. And um, so they're like, OK, well, new new idea. Instead of robbing in the bank, let's go uh, r- claim our reward for this baby. And so there there's kind of this big scene of them taking the baby. And then so Nick never went off to go do crimes on his own because then he kind of had to deal with that whole baby situation. Yeah, they had to get the baby back. But yeah, Mm -hmm. Gail and Evel, they um, take the baby and they fall in love with the baby. And (laughs) they take the baby to go do crime with them and they leave him on the top of the roof at the gas station. And also, I think when they're leaving the bank they also leave him on the top of the yep. car again yeah 
And there was a lot of yelling in the car in those scenes, too. Oh, yeah. I know. Unfortunately. Um, One of my favorite scenes, though, is so, like, when um, Gail and Evel, you know, first find out about the baby and and try to snatch it from High, they, um, you know, end up overpowering High, and then they tie him to a chair in his own trailer, and then they take the baby and run. And High is trying to, like, get out of <laughs> get out of the chair and, like, try to, you know, break free. And there's a mess all over the floor. And he ends up, like, falling down on the floor. And there's cheese balls spilled. And then his face slams into a, a cheese ball. And you just hear a crunch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I just like that scene. <laughs> All right. That was your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> that was probably my favorite scene, the, the okay. crunching of of the cheese next to Nick Cage's steel jaw. <laughs> uh, I guess there's the whole thing about the lone biker. Um, I kind of didn't really care about any of that story all that much. It's, he no. starts out as like a dream or a vision that High has... And he thinks it's, like, his uh, crime self, like, waking up, um, you know, and, and becoming more restless to do crime. Uh, but it, this guy turns up in town and turns out he's a tracker, bounty hunter type of guy and says he's going to get the baby back. So now there are, are three different groups of people going after this baby and... So, Gail and Evel, they... I don't remember how they're eliminated from the story. Oh, the dye pack was in mm-hmm. the... the Or the dye bomb or whatever it is was in the, the bank money. And that explodes in the car and everything's blue and they can't see anything. Right. Mm-hmm. And then Hi goes after the baby and has a big showdown with the biker guy and blows him up by pulling a pin on one of his grenades and leaving it somewhere on his person. And then they get the baby and they return it to the Arizona household and don't ask for money or anything. Yeah, and the father catches these two people returning the baby and, like, he doesn't... I don't know. He he makes them feel like their decision was was okay. Like, it was understandable that they did that. And he wasn't really concerned for what happened because all he cared about was that his baby was back and that they did the right thing in the end. Yeah, but did you notice how he put his gun in the baby's crib when he got the baby back? No! (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. They put Nathan Jr. in the crib and he had that big gun in his hand when he came into the room. And when he was happy to see that Nathan Jr. was back, he put the gun... First, he pointed the gun directly at the baby. And then he, like, actually set the gun down in the baby's crib. Yeah. Oh, no. I I didn't notice that, but that's... That's pretty good. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I think we, like, really covered the movie. I mean, because I looked up trivia and stuff, and honestly, I couldn't find anything worth talking about because... Everything that I did find was mostly just, like, little things that the Coen brothers did, you know, nods at different movies or tie-ins to other pieces that they've done, you know, because mm. they love to do Easter eggs and, 
you know, have stories inside of stories and they like to reuse uh, names and sets and characters in different movies that they have. It's a really big thing. And so, like, people who are really big fans of the Coen brothers notice these things and really care about these things. Uh, uh, you and I, on the other hand, no. really no, don't no, give no. a fuck about all of that. <laughs> I mean, that was, like, all of the shit I was finding. The only thing interesting about Nick that I could find is that he and the Coen brothers didn't really quite get along um, creatively. <laughs> huh. Uh-huh. Uh, they, because... They didn't want to take any of his suggestions, and he has a lot of... He likes to do a lot of his, you know, his personal touches on the characters. Um, mm-hmm. And so creative differences prevented him from doing a lot of what he wanted to. And they cut a lot of his creative touches out, or some of like his improv- improvised parts that he may have done. They, they took those out. Because they had a... They, I mean, that's, this is how they are, though. They have a very strict vision of how they want mm-hmm. their movies to go. They're very controlling, from what I understand, about their movies. And, you know, so I was going to say there was no really, like, iconic Nick Cage, like, I don't know, just actions or, like, anything that was, like, seem to be like, ah, yes, this is a Nick Cage movie because it was just all so, like, to the book almost Mm -hmm. for fitting into the vision of this, you know, of what the Coen brothers wanted that you could tell that Nick Cage didn't get to express himself as he likes to in his movies. And so I feel like him being in this role really limited a lot of like what we like about Nick Cage. Yeah. And so that's kind of made it challenging to look at this movie because I mean, he was so to the script that I mean, there was nothing really to point out that happened. That was, I don't know, just like noteworthy. Uh, the only thing that I saw that I think they, they attribute to Nick Cage is, um, High's hair, how when he's getting more frazzled and stressed, it gets crazier and wilder. Ooh. Um, okay, another thing that I noticed was, did you see that how when he was in very stressful situations, one of his eyes, like, closed uh-huh. really hard? And, like, you could tell, like, that was kind of, like, him twe- tweaking a little bit about <laughs> trying to, like, getting tipped over the edge of being too much. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if maybe maybe that might have been another Nick Cage flair. Yeah, it's hard to tell because his character was pretty goofy overall. That I can only mm-hmm. rely on what I read on the internet, and we know how true and reliable that is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you were gonna go to jail for any crime, like just something that you would normally like, something that is very plausible uh, that you would get caught for doing, like what would it be? Like, speeding to get to something really dumb, some environmental me Not like an environmental means dumb, but just something really, <laughs> really uh, ridiculous. You got a problem with the environment? <laughs> no, I think, I mean, I think the one thing that... So part of me wants to say that thing that I would get caught for doing is um, 
setting animals free from the zoo. But at the same time, I know that if I set a fucking lion free in Michigan, (laughs) that that fucking lion would not have a chance. But you know what this this reminds me of? Have you ever had a dinosaur tycoon? I didn't, no. Was, Did you wait, have roller- I was going to say, was it an expansion pack of Zoo Tycoon? I think, well, maybe it was Zoo Tycoon, and I'm just thinking about this dinosaur portion because I'm always setting the dinosaurs free and nothing else. <laughs> I love those and games. I, I think it could have been a Zoo Tycoon because, yeah, I yeah, it definitely was Zoo Tycoon because there was Zoo Tycoon and there was Roller Coaster Tycoon, and I had both of them, and I fucking loved zoo tycoon because i would set the dinosaurs free and cause just mass hysteria in the park and it was fantastic Mm -hmm. yeah i would get like the shitty fences and let them degrade yes (laughs) oh my god does this game still exist i kind of want to like download it and and play this shit it's been so long since i've thought about this love those games though I just always would have a problem with my animals um, mating too much and having too many animals in the enclosure. That happened a lot. Because, like, I would get the conditions just right, you know? Like, I'd get the right amount of rocks and trees and the right kind of ground. You know, I'd get it, like, just right. And then they'd be fucking way too much and having too many babies. And then they'd be unhappy because there were too many animals in the enclosure. Exactly. And then I'd have to, like, start selling them left and right. And I felt bad. I'd be on, like, Lion 47 or some shit. Oh, my gosh, yeah! I, mm-hmm. Damn, I'm looking at... So, I, like, Googled image Zoo Tycoon, and I'm just, like, looking at some of the classic images of the lions being out <laughs> chasing, chasing the, the zoo-goers, uh, and it's just like, oh, man. I, I miss this shit. I might have... I'm gonna... Oof, I'm gonna figure out how I can get that game somewhere. I'm gonna get it. I definitely want to get it now and mm-hmm. play it. I definitely. I know I've I've played the newer ones, too. And those are, I mean, like, the newer one's kind of fun because you can go into first-person mode and you can, like, go into Ooh. the enclosures and, like, see the animals up close and stuff. Um, but, yeah. I definitely prefer the old one. I'm definitely yes, going to figure sure. out how to get it. Oh, God, I'm so excited. <clears throat> I know. God damn. It's like, finally, how am I supposed to edit a podcast when I just want to play Zoo Tycoon? <laughs> so true oh god i'm so excited about the just the prospects of zoo tycoon i know Uh, and you're done with like your major work so you have some free time now i know i know seriously i just gotta fucking secure a job and then all my free time is gonna be spent playing zoo tycoon (laughs) um so what would your crime be oh yeah Besides illegally downloading Zoo Tycoon. (laughs) I would probably go to jail for um, something drug related. Uh, Mm. But mostly it would probably be, um, I mean, you know, like weeds being legalized in many states. So it would probably be for like growing mushrooms or something like that. Yes. Yeah, that's definitely a practical reason to get arrested, but also a stupid one for the fact that people get arrested for that kind of shit. Yeah. (sighs) I had a 
since I had a dream about reporting or recording going bad, I also had a dream that Anna, my gym friend, dissolved a little like tab of acid into my my like drink and how I had like the worst fucking trip of my life and it was so like scary and then I finally like came to consciousness and I was like what happened and she's she told me that she did that <laughs> and I was so mad at her because I was like I don't do drugs <laughs> <laughs> that was your response said, and she's like and she's like I know you don't and I knew you wouldn't do it so that's why I had to do it that way oh my god I was like, what? Why am I dreaming about this? This is stupid. Oh, you're afraid that your friends are going to secretly drug you? I know. I know. If I'm, not, if I'm not being a tight ass already, I'm like, I. this just shows that I need to fucking, like, I feel like I need weed in my life to mm-hmm. loosen me up so I'm not such a fucking, like, so tense about everything all the time. So that's why you need to come back and... <laughs> And 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 be someone that I can do weed with. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I will someday. Someday, I know. Hopefully, hopefully, you just secure a job closer to, and then we can do our bullshit. Um. Okay. Oh, something that is probably also not related to the podcast, but mm-hmm. have you watched the Cecil hotel on Netflix? Yeah, I did. Oh, oh wait, my. wait, hold on. I think I only watched the first two episodes. Okay. Yeah. So I won't say anything, but when I was watching that, it kind of reminded me of our state at the, what's it called? The Congress hotel. The Congress. Yeah. And how we didn't even get to fucking stay in the haunted part. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like, if, so if we were able to do more, um, I don't know, haunted shit. I would totally be down to do like a ghost hunting kind of tour thing. You know, like one of those yes. ones where they take you into a place and you like, and it's not like a real ghost hunt because you're with so many other people, but I'd be interested mm-hmm. in doing something like that just to see if anything happens just out of curiosity and to Definitely. see a cool old abandoned place or whatever. Yeah, yeah. that in itself is fun. Oh my god, I didn't tell you about the possible ghost dog that I saw. Holy fucking shit. Yeah, it was the time that Anna and I had to drive to her parents' house to drop her dog off so we could go and stay at that Airbnb that didn't allow dogs. Mm -hmm. It was like super far out of the way. So when we dropped Luna off, we were there at like, I don't know, we were there really early in the morning, like really early in the morning before the sun was up. And so it was still dark outside and we were just getting ready to leave. And um, they have one dog. It's a big, fluffy white dog. Can't remember the type of dog it is right now, but they're like fucking huge, like herding dogs, like protective dogs. Um, Yes, I know what you're talking about. Yep. So they have one of those. And then Luna is a smaller dog, medium sized dog. She's um, adorable, but she was inside the house anyways. Uh, when we left because we didn't want her running after the car when we were leaving and Max the big dog was outside just chilling by the front steps and I look out towards the field as we were like getting in the car to leave and I just caught like the tail end of a big black dog running into the shadows like running into the darkness just like the backside of it like quite no noise whatsoever Max no reaction 
Like, at first, I was like, oh, is Luna? And I'm like, oh, no, she's inside. And then I'm looking, I look over at Max, Whoa. and he's sitting there totally chill. All the animals are totally chill. Nobody heard it. Nobody saw it but me. I, and I looked to Anna, I'm like, did you not see that black dog that just ran across the yard? And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, did what? I just fucking see a ghost dog? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Whoa! Oh my god, and that is like so reassuring that animals are also ghosts, because then we know in the afterlife we get to reunite with our babies. <laughs> Oh, that's so fucking crazy. I know. Interesting. Yeah, I think that story got overshadowed by all my stumpy cuteness that I <laughs> I know. Got to stumpy in the flesh is just too fucking cute. She I gets know. all the attention mm-hmm. because she is it. <laughs> I fucking love that guy so much. Oh, me too. Me too. I can't wait till the next time you get to go over there and can send more snaps. <laughs> Oh my god. What are we talking about next time? So our next movie is Moonstruck, uh, which came out in 1987. And uh, so the little tag uh, synopsis on IMDb says, Loretta Castorini, a bookkeeper from Brooklyn, New York, finds herself in a difficult situation when she falls for the brother of the man she has agreed to marry. Mm. Um, And so the main character is Cher. She plays Loretta. And oh, shit. Nick plays the love interest, Ronnie. Um, oh! Camerary. Or Camer. Cam- Something like that. Yeah. Um, I have seen this movie. I've seen it once. It's no like way. A, it's like a romantic comedy. It's actually. I remember really enjoying it when I saw it. So. Oh, yay! Um, I don't remember everything, but I do remember enjoying it. So I'm going to. I think I'll enjoy watching it again. Oh, that's so exciting. I've never seen it, but knowing that. Cher is in it. She is fucking great. Like, yes, I am very, I have high expectations now because she is the main actress. Mm hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's a real fun movie. Well, until next time, baby, we gotta go get some huggies because this got real shitty.